You are hanging out with Scooter and this is Let's Chat with Scooter. These are conversations with people that I've come across on my path through this wonderful journey we call life. They're stories I hope will impact you on a personal level, lift you up, educate you, make you smile, or inspire you to reach for your goals and dreams so that you may be the best version of you that you were meant to be. Let's spread the positivity. And now, today's chat. Friday, January 1st, 2021. It is a new year. Let's do this. Let's make it a wonderful year. And to start that wonderful year, um, I have my first podcast. And my first podcast will be with Daniel. I will be meeting Daniel in a minute here. And I'd just like to take an opportunity to thank you for taking the time to listen. This will be my first podcast. Definitely look forward to future podcasts. I have a list of individuals that I would like to have on. I think you would find very interesting. I hope uh, Let's Chat with Scooter podcast uh, brings you as much joy to listen to as it does for me to create. Look forward to you coming back and meeting my guests as I have them on. So without further hesitation, let's get to the first podcast with uh, Daniel. Welcome to Let's Chat with Scooter. And good morning, Daniel. All right. So um, my name is Daniel, and I'm a senior in high school right now. And high school in COVID, how's that working out for you? Well, it's really changed the way that I've been doing all my schooling, which I'm sure it's been like this for everyone. But I'm happy to take online classes, which is a big change because I'm so used to, um, you know, doing more paperwork, being in class, being in front of the teacher, able to ask questions easier and things like that. Now it's all online. You know, teachers just don't have as much time to interact with students and just it's not it's not as easy to access help when you need it. Mm-hmm. So there's just a bunch of little changes like that, but I'm getting used to it. Do you feel that it's impacted your ability to learn as well as your, uh, your grades? Uh, I definitely feel that way because it's much more difficult to learn because in an actual classroom, you can ask the teacher questions and get just more interaction. And it's just so much easier to learn content that way versus they just show you like a presentation online and that's it. You can't really ask questions. You're just stuck with what you have in front of you. And it's definitely impacted my learning and definitely my grades because now that I'm doing online, it's, it's much harder to maintain good grades as when I was actually in school. So yeah, it's definitely changed a lot for me. Were some of those changes uh, events that you couldn't attend or were there activities that you were no longer able to participate in as you normally would? Uh, yes, actually. So I wasn't in sports, but I've been in band uh, for a couple years now. And, you know, in band, you have to be around other people and you can't exactly wear a mask to play an instrument. So you, band class isn't even an option this year which is really unfortunate, but I'm still working around it because I'm actually doing, I'm kind of interacting with some of my fellow peers uh, virtually, but I'm still able to play my instrument at home and everything, but it's definitely not the same as at school when I'm actually playing with a full band and doing concerts. I don't know about everybody else, but I definitely can say that I miss attending concerts, events, and other group activities like that. Um, I can't imagine being a performer who can't perform. I have some friends who are performers, musicians and singers who absolutely are dying to get back on the stage and entertaining their fans. And I look forward to being able to attend those events. Um, You know, it's a shame that you aren't able to perform. It has to be difficult doing all that remotely. And it's unfortunate that that's how it has to be done for the time being. What instrument do you play? So I play the clarinet. I've been playing that for a couple of years now, but I used to also play trumpet and do percussion instruments. What type of music are you most interested in playing or do you find best represents you? Um, I really enjoy doing 
just basic concert band things that you would you know normally see at school but um i also do singing a lot so it's not just limited to playing an instrument i'm also very into singing and my favorite type of singing would definitely have to be acapella because it it really showcases the voice more than you know instrumentals and all that i find it much more interesting uh do you work now uh, i do work so i have a part-time job working as a bagger at a grocery store everybody's had a similar job i think my first job was at arby's interacting with the public is always probably one of the most difficult types of jobs um is your job would you say stressful enjoyable a learning experience something that you don't want to do as a future career um it's definitely a learning experience because you know since this is my first job it was right up there with customer service which is one of the more demanding jobs in the industry I would definitely have to agree with you in the regard that customer service is one of the most difficult things to do. Interacting with the public and people uh, is always difficult. People have a variety of emotions that they come into your job with, whether it be over the phone or face-to-face uh, -face in a business uh, such as yours working at a grocery store. People have bad days. And when people have bad days and you're a customer service individual or you work in the customer service industry, uh, you can take the brunt of those bad days. And I think it's important to remember that uh, not to take it personally, um, people don't always intend to be uh, rude or disrespectful. And to have that as a first job is obviously a great learning experience. Um, it's definitely like, it's it's a great first job to have. It's very upfront and it teaches you all the things you need to know about having a job. I think it's very good. And the environment, it, it's a pretty good environment. Most of the people I work with are really nice and helpful. Um, but, you know, of course, there's a few bad eggs. And I'm sure some of those bad eggs include uh, some of the customers that come into the stores. Uh, do you have any interesting stories you could tell us about uh, individuals that have come into your store that you think we would find interesting? Oh, yeah. We have plenty of those. Something we'd enjoy? Well, I actually have... So I'm not the only person that's actually had this customer before, um, but he, he likes to come through. And this is an older guy. You know how older people are. They, they tend to forget things or... They say the wrong thing when they meant something else. You know, I think that's not only older people, but, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, say one thing and are thinking another. Everyone knows, you know, there's plastic and paper bags and we bag whatever the customer wants. So he was demanding that we bag everything in uh, paper bags. So we did that. It was two full carts worth of groceries. It took forever. Um, and then at the end, he just he stops me just looks me like dead in the eyes and says i wanted plastic bags so you need to unbag everything here and put it in plastic like i wanted now keep in mind he told the cashier and me and my fellow baggers that he wanted it in paper bags and everyone heard it but then you know he gets all mad i take his stuff out to his car afterwards he doesn't even tip me or anything and the whole time he's just like scolding me and telling me that like I'm going to lose my job if I can't listen, right? Yeah, I get customers like that. Definitely a, a learning experience for um, how to control one's uh, emotions. If you were to describe yourself in a few words, what words would you choose? Um, I'd definitely say creative, artistic, and like misunderstood, I'd say. Because I say misunderstood because... A lot of people just look at me and think, oh, he's just a quiet kid. You know, no one's, no one talks to him, whatever, just leave him alone. But like, when you really get to know me, I am honestly one of the nicest, like most genuinely just good and honest people you'll ever meet. I feel that as a whole, the world today is moving too fast. We don't take time to get to know the people that we interact with or work with or uh, see on a regular basis. I think we're missing a lot of opportunities, which is one of the reasons I thought this podcast was a good idea. I myself have met some of the most wonderful people during COVID uh, online, and they have helped me get through these rough times. 
And I think that the world would be a better, brighter, and happier place if we all just stopped for a few moments and said hi to the people that we see on a regular basis. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah, like you said, everyone's, you know, always just moving so fast, just trying to get whatever they have done, you know, whatever they have to do by the end of the day. They don't take time to actually, you know, stop and get to know each other. Um, but during, you know, COVID, you know, we're mostly just sitting at home. We have more time on our hands so we can, you know, text people more or go on social media more and just learn more about each other. So I've used the internet as my coping mechanism to get through the past year. I've been watching Twitch, YouTube, I've interacted with Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. And I found that very helpful, especially when you find yourself isolated away from your friends and normal groups. What coping mechanisms have you used over this past year? Um, I've really just learned not to let people get to me. Like, because uh, this is kind of hard to explain, but like, normally I would just, you know, let people, you know, do whatever they want. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand up and defend myself as much if people either said something to me, but like said something to me or did something. But now I'm kind of just learning that it's a lot easier to stand up for myself and, you know, just say something and hopefully get them to stop or, you know, change the way they do things. Like, you know, change their mindset towards, you know, a group of people or whatever. I think um, a lot of the younger generation, you know, I say younger, meaning, you know, teenagers, young adults, I think a lot of them are suffering in silence because they don't, they don't feel they have the right or the ability to say or speak their mind. And I think it's a shame. A lot of the world is changing things that have been taboo or becoming more mainstream. I'm liking the fact that mental health and other social issues are becoming more mainstream to where they're not something you have to be ashamed of. And I think that you're learning to speak up, stand up for yourself, because there's no situation in which you should feel like they have to keep their mouth shut and not say anything. If someone is in the wrong, um, you don't want to go home and feel like you were mistreated or were not allowed to be yourself. And I think people who get angry are angry because don't verbalize how they're feeling. And I think the best way to describe how people are treated today is just basically due to ignorance or lack of education. And that lack of education is in regards to the people we're interacting with, uh, who they are, um, how they identify. As you grow and go through life, you communicate those things. and Because you shouldn't have to suffer in silence and you shouldn't have to have other people treat you other than the way you want to be treated. I think everybody should abide by that. Oh, definitely. So you like to sing, um, you like art. Uh, what type of art are you into and what type of art do you do? So I do actually a lot of different types of art. Um, and so I do, I do character arts, you know, like, you know, drawing superheroes or fantasy characters, stuff like that. I do graphic design, like creating logos and you know, like album covers for bands. I've actually had a few bands um, like approach me and ask if I could create uh, album covers for them. So they could actually like use them for their, um, you know, for their band. And I've created logos for them too. And I've also actually um, created a lot of um, a lot of the profile pictures for some big TikTok creators, which is actually a, a lot of fun. That's kind of neat. I think that is super cool. How does it make you feel when you know a band approaches you and says, "Hey, I'd love you to do some artwork for us." Oh, it just it just fills me up with like so much excitement and joy. Because it, it lets me know that, you know, people appreciate what I do and they would actually like to have it done for themselves so that other people can see it. So it, it just makes me feel really happy when they do that. What do you feel? What does it bring to you? Well, it really brings me a lot of relaxation and comfort because it just, it, it, you know, gets my, my brain juices going, you know, it, it lets my creativity flow and just, it just lets me have a lot of fun with what I'm doing because there's no limitations when it comes to art. If you can visualize it in your mind, you can draw it. And so that just, it just lets me, you know, be really free with what I want to do. So you had mentioned that you like doing uh, superheroes and things like that. If you had a superpower, what would that superpower be? Oh, 
Um, I think I'd probably just have maybe like the power of super intelligence or something like something along those lines. Because I really, the way I see life is I'd rather have to work to earn everything rather than just have it handed to me. It gives me a sense of like accomplishment, you know? And if I have super intelligence, I can actually, you know, put that intelligence to use and, you know, be maybe be an inventor or, or just do something great with the intelligence to not only make an actual living for myself, but also just help others along the way. Kind of makes me think of Bill Gates and yeah. how he he utilizes all that knowledge and, and brain power to uh, not only solve problems, but, um, you know, make the world a better place. And I just wish that, you know, uh, you know, companies that have that ability and that think tank to do things like that were trying to solve a lot of the problems the world is experiencing as opposed to obviously everybody loves money and money does a lot of things. Of but, um, you know, when drug companies charge you a thousand dollars a pill for cancer treatment, when the pill costs 25 cents to manufacture, we could probably eradicate a lot of the diseases people are suffering from um, if we weren't so worried about the monetary gain. If we just put the money to good use. Yeah, definitely. So if you had $100 million to spend on the world, what area, whether it be tech, medical, or any other industry, would you would you focus spending that money on? Um, I'd probably spend it on the medical field because... With, with things like COVID and having outbreaks like this, we really do need more funding to help make more vaccines or help you know, fund the, uh, the development of cures and vaccines. And there's just so many diseases and, and types of cancers out there that we don't have cures for yet. So I'd really like to put a bunch of money towards that that helped just develop cures and treatments for these things. Um, I really just think it would just help so much if people were just more open and they would just take a little bit of time out of their day to just get the get to know the people around them because we spend so much time you know just on our internet and not being social because humans are are naturally very social animals but we're drifting away from that because we just have all these technologies developing and our phones are just getting smarter and they can do more so we're spending more time on them so i just really wish people would get to know each other more and just interact and it would just help everyone out yeah, this, this past year has been extremely hard. Um, I'm a very interactive individual when um, I'm around people, uh, whether it be talking or, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I was able to give a bro hug, you know, I mean, yeah. just, just shaking someone's hand or having that connection with another human being other than family. You know, I purchased a car not too long ago and you know, at the end of the deal, you're, you're doing a business deal and it's been that way forever. I mean, business deals used to be based on a handshake. And mm -hmm. at the end of the deal, you know, you, you, you start to go reach out because that's how you were raised and you're brought up and that's what you want to do. And then you're just like uh, plastic shield, mask, go away, no touchy. Mm -hmm. um, I can't wait to see what 2021 has to offer as far as uh, the the new norm for 2021. Um, there are some things I'm not going to lie that I hope stick around. I love having my groceries delivered to my house. Um, <laughs> That's so convenient. I, and, you know, not that we want to take you out of a job because, you know, we love our baggers. Um, having to stand in line, whether um, I just for some reason, grocery stores and a few other types of um, places that I, I frequent are just places that I don't miss. Um, I love going to the mall. Uh, do you, are you a shopper? Um, I actually really do enjoy shopping. Or I, don't, I don't spend too much. I just really enjoy browsing stores and just looking at everything. Window shopping's the best. Going, oh, oh, definitely. Going into a store... Uh, looking at things, whether it's one day I'd like to have this or, um, you know, for me, it's this is really cool or seeing what's new and um, out there. What are some of the things that um, interest you when you're 
uh, you're walking around the mall, what what do you look for or what type of stores do you uh, frequent? Well, whenever I go to the mall, I really enjoy going to Barnes and Noble because they just have so much cool stuff there. And it's really just like a nerd paradise because they have the whole Harry Potter section um, and they just have just different sections for different you know types of people. And there's something for everyone there. So I really enjoy going there and just just looking at everything. Uh, occasionally I'll pick up a book or two, maybe some maybe some like some merchandise from like a certain book series or company. And it's just a lot of fun to to look around at that kind of stuff. But I also love going to stores like Hot Topic and just closed stores because I just like to look around at everything. You know, Barnes and Noble is one I can definitely relate to. Barnes and Noble has um like you were saying the harry potter um characters the the figurines um they've got a star wars section where they have some of the higher end star wars figurines if you want to spend a hundred dollars on a samurai stormtrooper which i want really bad but oh speaking of samurai stormtroopers my dad was just telling me this story the other day about one of his co-workers um so my dad is a huge Star Wars person, and he, he had his lightsaber in his office because, yes, he has a full-size, like, light-up lightsaber. This thing costs 200 or some dollars. And his coworker just walks by, notices the lightsaber, and just gives my dad the look of – you know the look. Yeah. And then they just, they just became friends, like, instantly. You know, your dad having a lightsaber in his office, you know, it's some of those things that um, having that to look at you know, is like art for people who in, in, enjoy art. So I'm sure that throughout the day, if he's having a stressful moment, I'm maybe he even role plays, you know, on his lunch break. I don't know, but I'm sure that it makes his day a little brighter having something like that. Um, Do you feel that some of the social problems that we're currently experiencing are related to lack of education or um, inexperience or what, in your opinion, uh, might be causing some of the social issues we're having? Um, I'd really just say ignorance. And so, here, let me explain that one though. So, a lot of people are just blindly following. They don't look at, they don't look at evidence. They don't look at facts. They just go with the majority of what other people are saying. That can be beneficial sometimes, but when it comes to huge things like politics, which I don't want to get into too much, but, you know, people just like to blindly follow. And they just repeat whatever, you know, whatever their neighbor told them without fact checking it or anything. And then they just believe it and it becomes the new truth for them. Herd mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you feel that people underestimate the young, younger generation? I know a lot of people are criticizing uh, the younger generation um, this past year. You feel you're undervalued? Um, I think we are a little undervalued, but at the same time, we're also making a pretty bad look for ourselves at the same time. So it's pretty understandable um, because this newer generation tends to be much more sensitive and, you know, gets offended so easily by even the smallest things. And that just wasn't how it was back in the day. You know, people weren't getting as offended. They weren't, you know, they weren't taking things as seriously as this newer generation is and finding as much, you know, controversial controversiality with it and you know i don't think it's in my opinion so much that the younger generation is more sensitive i think that the younger generation has more access to information social media there are things that are going on today that you know i personally thought that weren't an issue back in the 60s or 50s or 70s that you know they had literally the exact same issues we have today they were just less well known and when i say less well known it's just that at that time people didn't have access to the information the way we do today if it wasn't on their local news or in their local newspaper they weren't aware of it I mean, we can compare this past year with uh, things that were going on in the 70s. I mean, the 70s era was remembered for women's rights, gay rights, environmental movements, and the Watergate scandal. I mean, doesn't that sound like 2020 to you? So back to getting to know you, I've got a question for you. I collect a lot of things. Do you collect anything or anything that um, you find that you have an abundance of? Um, 
I definitely say coins are probably my biggest um, collection. So I do collect, you know, just basic change, you know, quarters, nickels, dimes, pennies. I collect those in jars and I have an ungodly amount. But I also collect wheat pennies that were made, you know, around like the 60s and before. I have a whole collection of those and I actually have one, which is one of the rarest ones that is still out there with only fewer than a million still left in circulation. So I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I always wanted um, like a $500 bill, purchased a $500 bill just because it was just kind of cool to have something like that. So that wheat penny and the rarity and, you know, yeah, I get that. That's holding on to the past and some of the neater things that um, once were available and once were the norm. Um, you know, I got a question, you know, superhero question. <laughs> if you uh, were a superhero, would you have a costume? Or um, I should say, I don't know if you would call it a costume. It would be a uniform. And if you had a, a, a uniform, would it have a cape? And I, and I say that because if you've ever seen The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do, would you have a cape? I don't think I would have a cape. They just get in the way. It's, you know, whatever enemy I'm fighting can just pull on the cape and knock me over or something like that. They're not very useful. It's a good fashion statement, It is. Though. It does make I you mean... look pretty cool. But... I don't know. That's a lot of air resistance right there. I don't want to get sucked into a, you know, an airplane engine. I know, right? <laughs> if you were a type of food, what type of food Ooh, would you be? That's an interesting one. I, I really don't know, actually. Probably just something, something really generic, just like a snack that everyone likes. Pringles. Doritos. Doritos, Pringles, any of them. Are you currently binging any TV shows or series right um, now? I don't watch too much TV, but I do like watching YouTube series. Series? Is that the word? I don't know. <laughs> but I watch... Series, series right. yeah. So I watch um, actually a Minecraft series on YouTube. And it has like seasons kind of, which each season is the group of people mm-hmm. who just start up a new Minecraft world. And that's just a new season. But it's super fun to watch. And I just love watching stories develop because... Barely any of it is actually scripted, and the interactions are just so fun to watch. And just, it's great to see story develop. Yeah, I started watching a lot of Twitch lately, and it's interesting that you've got older uh, gamers playing some. I mean, Minecraft, uh, Fortnite, uh, some of the more popular, and to be honest with you, obviously entertaining because they're fast-paced. Uh, Fortnite, obviously. Uh, there's a time limit on each game. So um, I find that interesting. And I love, I love how wonderful some of these creators uh, are. Um, They're more interesting than television. Like I stopped watching a lot of TV shows and started watching gamers because it it was just more entertaining. Definitely. Because so what makes it so much more entertaining to me is it's not scripted. Because when it's scripted, it's just generic, it's predictable, it gets boring after a while. But with things like gaming and watching, you know, Let's Play videos is you might not know or you never really know what's going to happen. And it's fun to see how this person that you're watching reacts to the situation and just has fun with it. And it's also fun to watch when it does (laughs) not go as planned and they die. Um, There's a few um, streamers that I watch because they absolutely melt down when they die unexpectedly or uh, it doesn't go as planned. And that's always it's oh, fun yeah. and entertaining to, you know, natural human interaction. So you like books. Uh, what is your favorite book? Um, it's probably ha- it probably has to be Hatchet by Gary Paulson. I absolutely love that book. I read it at least three times a year. Like, I've probably gone through it at least 30 times by now. It's just so much fun, and I just love survival books like that one. So not being familiar with it, tell us a little bit about what the book's so about. So it's, it's about this, this kid, Brian, who's basically – I'll just give, like, a quick plot overview. But um, he's flying on a plane to go visit someone, and the plane actually just crashes because the pilot has a heart attack. So the plane crashes and then he's essentially just stranded in the Canadian wilderness. Um, And the entire or most of the um, most of the book takes place around a small lake 
that the plane actually crashed in. And so basically he just has to find a way to keep himself alive um, in the harsh wilderness. And he's all alone this whole time. So there's no social interaction. It's just him trying to survive. Definitely sounds interesting. What makes, what about it makes you um, read it so frequently? Um, I think it's just the fact that it's a full, it's a full story. If, if that makes any sense. Like it, it, it just tells a full story and it's really detailed uh, and it gives you like a full experience when you read it. Like you feel exactly what the character's feeling. And it's also really relatable because this whole time he's going through so many different types of struggles that everyone goes through. A relatable book, but at the same time, really adventurous. And it's just very, it's just a very good book for anyone that doesn't want to read something that's too long but still gets a full amazing story. If you could have dinner with any three people that are alive, what three people do you think you'd choose to have dinner with? Well, me being super into culinary and cooking, one has to be Gordon Ramsay because he's going to make the dinner. Um, and then I really don't know who else. Maybe picking a famous singer that really has me thinking. I don't know, maybe Jeff Castellucci. He's my absolute favorite singer of all time. And finally, oh, what's his name? He played Jack Sparrow. What's his Johnny Depp. I know, I just love Johnny Depp. You know, I think I would have to, uh, I want to meet, I'd love to have lunch with like Ryan Reynolds. Can't just because he, he is absolutely hilarious. And, um, you know, just the things he says on his own platforms, um, the dude's got the he best really sense does. of humor. He just makes the whole experience um, just so fun. And he'd, he'd just be like such a great guy to hang out with. And I would love to meet The Rock, um, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson is probably one of the most genuine and kind human beings. You know, he... This past Christmas, there was a lot of videos um, of him uh, doing video uh, chats with individuals who had suffered, um, whether it was a medical condition that they had to struggle through or surgery. Um, the last one was a young child who had surgery on his um, spine and, uh, you know, was talking to the young man about the scar that's on his back. And he's like, you know, don't let anybody, you know, give you a hard time. You know, I have, he said that he has a lot of scars and he's like, own it. You know, that is, that is it a is. badge of honor. And it tells that is a something story that you've been through. Yeah. And I think whether the scars are, you know, visible or invisible, um, I think that they define who we are, what we've been through, what we've survived. Uh, the old saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, it is true. You know, those who have overcome obstacles in their life end up becoming um, better for it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that there aren't individuals who haven't been able to cope well with things that have happened. And for those individuals, I do uh, have sympathy and wish that there was things we could do for them. If you had a billboard with anything on it, what would you have on the billboard oh, and why? So let's just say someone says, I'm going to give you this billboard. Um, you can do, you do whatever you want with it. What would you, what would you utilize um, that billboard? I would probably, oh, this is really making me think now. All right. I'd probably say, I'd probably put up like a really good message that says like maybe take some time and get to know the people around you or something like that. Yeah. Something inspirational because something everyone's inspirational. so used to seeing the billboards for like, you know, McDonald's See, get a big Mac, whatever stuff like that. Everyone's so used to seeing those. So I feel like it'd be really refreshing and it'd be more memorable because you don't see it very often. Um, would you meal. pick for a All last right. meal? Ooh, probably my mom's lasagna. She, it's my favorite food ever. And she just makes it so well every time. I think it would just have to be that. Oh, That's yeah. Good. 
lasagna is always a good comfort food. Mac and Anything cheese, pasta. lasagna. Um, you know, it's funny. I, a lot of comfort foods are always warm foods, whether it be cocoa or um, mac and cheese lasagna. Um, so what scares Daniel? What things are you afraid of? Myself, I'm afraid of heights. Absolutely terrified. I had to get on the roof not too long ago to fix a leak. And, oh wow! you know, I'm a big guy. I, I'm 6'4". I'm 320 pounds. Um, and, but I will tell you, heights scare the hell out of me. Heights, just like you, and spiders. Honestly, spiders just terrify me so much. If I see one, I'm leaving the room. I'm not going back until, or for at least an hour or two, I'll check. If it's still there, I'm leaving again. If not, I'll risk being in the room, but I don't know. They just, they terrify me so much. I know, like, why, why, why were they given eight legs and, what, what six <laughs> eyes? Why? They don't need that. Uh, spiders, you know, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I have a, a fear of the spider themselves, what I have a fear of is um, being asleep in my bed with my mouth open while I snore yeah. and having something crawl into my mouth. You know, I mean, just, but it's funny. You see those memes online where it's a giant spider nest, uh, you know, it's all the babies and the mom and someone's, yeah, someone's I like, love yep, those let's burn down the house. I mean, and it's just. <laughs> what, what I think is funny about it is how, us humans we like to look at elephants because you know how elephants are like scared of mice we like to look at that and say how could that elephant be scared of that it's so much smaller and yet we are like so scared of bugs it's the same thing yeah so things like that you know if in 150 years science fails to save us all and there's one book left um and it's a book about your life what would the title of that book be? And what Ooh. would the blurb tell us about Daniel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly just coming up Real with the Real thought producer the there, huh? I mean, the book would probably just be about me writing either inspirational stuff or just thought-provoking things because we don't think very much anymore. We just Google answers to everything. So it probably just have like a lot of thought-provoking questions and like, you know, bits of philosophy and stuff like that. But for a title, I'm really not sure. Really got to think about that one. How about yours? Um, yeah, put, put you on the spot wow. now. <laughs> That's not fair. That's a ricochet. Yeah, you like it. <laughs> That's a ricochet there. Um, ways to influence. No, let's say how people should have treated other people. And the blurb about me would be um, the things that I have done to impact or improve someone else's life it's mm-hmm. it's it's things like that that i like to do um i like to make people laugh i like to cheer people up distract them if they're going through a bad time things like that yeah i think that's what the book yeah. would kind of hopefully describe about me what what are what do you think are some um, unique skills you possess probably the ability to just, because you don't really see this very often, but like just the ability to, to be very straightforward and just honest. Cause like a lot of people, a lot of people just tend to be very, you know, they like to sugarcoat things and you know, sugarcoat things and, and just not tell it how it is because they either don't want to hurt someone's feelings or, or, you know, make a deal out of something. But if I have to, I can I can just straight up, you know, say it as it is, tell someone what's go- exactly what's going on, or even just help people with, you know, deal with what's going on. I have a, I have a kind of a, a saying that I tell people, uh, a friend tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And I think a lot of people are what they call yes men. They will just agree just because they don't want to upset somebody and in no way, shape or form. Do I personally feel that that does anybody any good? You're not doing your friend justice. I mean, you know, it's not like, I mean, obviously people are asking you your opinion for a reason. They're coming to you for uh, information or, you know, they, if they wanted to be told what 
you know, a lie yeah. or have it sugar coated, they wouldn't be asking you the question. And I think you're right. I think most people nowadays just are afraid to just be honest. And I think that's a characteristic that more people need to have. What do you feel is your biggest failure? I guess not being, so this is one of my greater strengths and weaknesses slash failures at the same time. It's basically not being exactly who my parents, you know, were trying to make me be because they really wanted me to be, you know, things like an all A student that make, make good grades in all my classes um, just be, you know, a really, you know, kind of nerdy kid, you know, have, have great intentions for college and all that. But I never really became that. I make average, just slightly below average grades. I still pass my classes, but I'm not really being who they were trying to design me to be, if that makes sense. And I think that's also strength because it's given me a lot of independence and, you know, like self-value because I'm myself, not who I was built to be. Well, it's good that you are not genetically engineered as they had attended um, because it sounds like your creativity, um, the things that you're uh, bringing to the world, whether it be artwork for bands or music, I think your impact in the world is going to be more productive than what in what you feel your parents had, had wanted. Um, all parents want their children to be to live a better life or to be better than they were. They, because obviously parents are older. uh, They've gone through their own struggles. They, they don't want their children to have the same issues or same struggles yet. The struggle is what creates Mm -hmm. the people um, or better people. Um, If you look at some of the uh, more wealthy families the ones that literally hand their children everything, mm-hmm. um, their children can turn out to be spoiled little brats. I think that, you know, the world needs better individuals who are willing to work harder, um, contribute more to the world. Since you're only 17, I guess I'll redirect this question to if you could go back in time and talk to your 10 year old self, um, um, what advice would you give your younger self? To not let other people get to me and just be myself. Don't, you know, don't act like the majority group, you know, try to have some more independence because for most of my life, I've just, you know, been going along with what everyone else said, just trying to fit in. And that really took away from, you know, my overall mood and my outlook on life. So I'd probably just tell myself to be more independent and don't follow the crowd. And then um, you had talked about um, your parents wanting you to go to college. Um, they really wanted me to like graduate with honors and, you know, get all these scholarships to huge colleges um, with like four year degrees and all that, which just doesn't really interest me as much, you know, just getting like or a culinary degree so that I can, you know, just work in the kitchen because, you know, I, I love doing it so much. I love to cook as well. I used to do temp work where I'd oh. work for a few months and then I would travel. And one of the benefits of living at home Anyone that's still young enough or living at home, take advantage of that. You know, you need to travel. You need to experience the world as best you can. But I love to cook. And everybody always asks me why I would, I never went into it as a career. For me, it was a hobby. It was, a, it was an outlet. It was something that brought me pleasure creating something, whether it's artwork or a meal that other people enjoy. Um, can be in itself rewarding and I found joy in that. Um, college is not for everybody. And I have seen, you know, students who were forced to go to college because that's what their parents wanted. And not only did they take classes that didn't benefit them as a student, it cost the, the parents money. Um, it took time from the student who could have, like yourself, sought a career or a vocation that would have benefited them and helped them develop as a, a better uh, individual and someone who would have contributed more to society than someone who 
majored in basket weaving or um, something crazy. And I'm not kidding. There, there are people who took the most mundane yeah. classes just so their parents were, would get off their back. So the fact that you're, you're not going to follow a plan that's not yeah. yours is admirable, you know, and I think you're going to be better for it. So, so far in your life, <laughs> your, your 17 years of life, what, what are some of the um, important things that to you surround that yourself you by people that will not only support you, but just, just help you with anything and everything you might need. Just people who are willing to, you know, take time out of their day to talk to you if you need someone to talk to, or just, just be there for you if you're going through something. Because I've surrounded myself with a lot of people that were pretty much the polar opposite of that. And I only surrounded myself with them so that I would actually fit in. And I was able to say that I had friends. But in reality, they, they weren't really my friends. I was just, I talked to them just to talk to them. And they weren't never really there for me. So, you know, for the past few years, I've been getting better at surrounding myself with people that actually care about me and will actually be here which obviously makes you happier and you know contributing to you yeah. growing into a better um better you you know what is the best um, compliment you've ever received i was told that i was pretty and that honestly just made my whole day like just the whole day i had the biggest smile on my face and like it, it just felt so amazing to get that compliment because I rarely get compliments. Um, and when I do, 90% of them are just like, oh, you have nice eyebrows or nice eyelashes. <laughs> but just hearing, getting the compliment that I was pretty just really felt good to me. That's nice. Do you find that um, you get more um, negative I do get a lot of negative comments ones. than positive comments. Um, because... Uh, let's see, let's see. So on the internet, you know, people, people on the internet like to be mean. Um, and most of the comments are from the internet, you know, using like, and, you know, transphobic comments and stuff like that, which, you know, can be pretty annoying, but it's also someone from the internet. So I can't be mad at it. You know, I can just block them real quick and then just move on with my day because that doesn't mean anything. But when I get them in person, it, it does hurt a lot. And some of them are from my uh, older coworkers because some of them, you know, are super old fashioned, you know, and I would get negative comments about me wearing makeup or, or just, you know, acting really feminine or, you know, just all that kinds of stuff. And, you know, it kind of upsets me, but at the same time, I just know that, you know, they're super old fashioned. They're not used to this kind of stuff. So I can't really even be that mad at them, but the comments do still hurt a little bit. Obviously, yeah. And, you know, that's it's a shame that the older generation, I mean, the world itself is changing in acceptance of, you know, uh, non-binary, agender. Um, I was going to ask you what's something that people seem to misunderstand about you, and it seems to be who you are yeah, because they haven't so, gotten to know you or they don't take the yeah, time to know you. A lot of people don't really get to know me very well because they just you know they think i'm kind of weird or whatever the case may be um but i actually forgot the question i just started talking there no it was just basically about what how people misunderstand who you are um you know obviously it means a lot to you to have someone acknowledge um that you're intelligent and in, in what you had just commented on that you're, you know, obviously everybody wants to be told that they're attractive or handsome or pretty. Um, and that seems to mean a lot, of, a lot to you. And, you know, so maybe it's just that they misunderstand. You mentioned makeup. To be more feminine by using the makeup or just, you know, slightly making my features look a little bit different. It just makes me feel really good about myself because it, helps me you know look closer to the uh person that i want to be if that makes sense no it definitely makes sense i have a lot of friends who uh the older ones you know some of them have realized who they they were 
as in their true selves later in life. Um, you know, a good example or analogy would be Ellen Page um, having just come out identifying with who her true self or now his true self is. And I guess, do you feel it difficult that you, you can't be who you really are oh, definitely. Um, openly so, out I mean, in public no, as much as you'd there's like? There's no changes that I like want to make to my, you know, like appearance and all. Like I do also want to, you know, change the clothes that I wear in public, but at the same time, you know, getting those comments and, you know, the weird looks and all that, it, it really pressures me into just dressing the way I always have been dressing rather than how I want to. The same thing with makeup, like wearing makeup for the first time at work was a huge, I really didn't know if I was either going to be getting compliments or rude comments and things like that. So it's definitely like a big change, um, but I am getting a bit more comfortable with it. So I, I do see myself making also like clothing changes. For I will say that it takes an extremely brave individual to one do, I wouldn't say do what you're doing, but being yourself, um, knowing how society as a whole, you know, and I'm not putting everybody in this category because there are a lot of accepting individuals, but um, compliment you on your bravery. I mean, one uh, doing being yourself at work, your true self at work is probably one of the hardest things because, you know, at even myself, when I go to work, um, I find myself keeping my comments, uh, whether it be, oh, yeah, I always try to stay away from religion and politics because those, some of it is just personal opinion. I mean, as, as far as beliefs, you know, I think everybody needs to believe in something, whether, you know, mm -hmm. you know, their God is their God, you know, everybody needs to be themselves. Do you foresee that, you know, the future holds a more accepting view of individuals um, yeah. who well, I definitely um, identify get, differently, you know, better and more accepting than, than but of course, there's going to be, you know, those exceptions to that, you know, those people that are still going to be old timey and have, and, you know, keep their own views. But there is definitely going to be more acceptance later down the line. And we're really seeing that a lot more. Because, you know, a lot more individuals are coming out as, you know, trans, asexual, or whatever the case may be, things like that. Um, so there's definitely more acceptance that we're seeing. But at the same time, there also seems to be a lot more hate because there's more targets. So, you know, it's kind of kind of like a battle between the hate and, you know, the acceptance that I'm seeing a lot of. But I've seen a lot more acceptance now. I'm comfortable around the people that do know me more personally. And so it's, it's definitely more helpful because, like, I'm good friends with 90% of my coworkers. So I was able to actually, like, wear makeup at work because, you know, I'm really comfortable, uh, like, really comfortable around those people. But I feel like if I did it, you know, in a completely new place that, where I don't know anyone, it would be more difficult because I'd be getting more weird looks and, and maybe like comments and stuff. But just having my friends around to comfort me and like know that I'm, I guess, kind of safe around just really helps. Yeah, because I guess, in fact, you know yeah. how the story's going to play out. You know how the day is going to pretty much end. Opinion among you know, the society. No, I understand. I get that. And this, this question is, do you foresee yourself in the future uh, changing your name um, from Daniel to something different that more represents who you, you are? I definitely do see that coming, um, but I won't, I won't make that change or like the name change until I also have a, you know, like body change at the same time. Like if I start taking hormones, or sur reconstructive surgery, whatever I may do. Um, I think I'll change the name then because at this, it'll also match the body that I'll be having, if that makes sense. No, totally, totally does. So if I may, at what point um, did you realize that you identified differently? Uh, so that would be a few years ago, actually, back in seventh grade. Um, I was feeling, I guess, really insecure about my body and 
I really didn't feel comfortable having to fit in with, you know, like the male group, you could say. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't comfortable having to act the way the rest of them were, saying the things they were doing, you know, or saying the things they were saying, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really just felt, I guess, more in tune to, I guess, a feminine side. And like I was more comfortable around girls doing what girls did and you know, stuff like that. How has your family um, responded in, in regards to um, your identity or your true self or who you, who you want to be? Well, my whole family is actually really supportive of me, actually. So when I, when I, I guess, came out to everyone, you know, they were all chill with it. They were, no one was mad. No one was upset. Like everyone was super okay with it. Oh, my siblings are accepting, but my older brother doesn't actually know yet. Because he doesn't live with us, so I guess when I came out, he doesn't know yet. But I'm going to be telling him soon, and I guess we'll see what he thinks. But everyone in my immediate family uh, is actually really accepting of me. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends have what they call coming out stories. Do you have a story? How did you tell your family, I guess, uh, the question really is? Well, this is actually a pretty funny story at the same time. So I didn't directly tell my parents they kind of found out because I saw a post on Instagram about a trans individual that was uh, self-harming and all that. Mm-hmm. And I basically made a post about it saying uh, like us individuals uh, just want to be accepted and we don't want anything more than that. We don't want to be praised. We don't want, you know, to be seen as anything other than, you know, just normal people. There's something along those lines. And I forgot that my mom followed me on Instagram and she saw the post. And then like five minutes later, you know, knocked on my door and was like, hey, can we have a talk? So I guess they indirectly found out. Would you say the talk went well? It definitely did. Good. Um, Like I said, like no one was upset or anything. Um, My parents, it was actually really my mom that I talked to. She was super fine with it. Um, and then she told my dad later and he was just like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's, that's the typical dad response to pretty yeah, much that, that's anything. A, that's a dad thing, you know, but um, yeah, he's on show with it. You know, I think that the desire for your parents to genetically engineer their son, I'm glad that that did not succeed because, uh, you're an example of what the world should strive for and that's to be themselves and strive to make the world a better place you're by far uh one of the most intelligent young individuals i've uh encountered thank you You, yeah you hold a conversation really well you know what you want um you know what you don't want and i think that the world is lucky to have you in it and i think you're gonna make a big impact on the world even if it's in your own small um, community because, you know, with all your goals and all your interests, I think you're going to make a big difference. And I hope that more than just your community takes notice and benefits from whether it's your art or your culinary skills or your singing or anything else you have to offer. I'm glad that I got an opportunity to talk to you. I really appreciate you being on this podcast and expressing your thoughts and opinions. And the last question is what should I have asked you that I didn't because I didn't know enough to ask? What are your final comments about whether it's yourself or anything? What, what didn't get said that should have been said? Um, so earlier we were talking about uh, mental health a little bit. We, like, we touched base on that just for a moment. But I thought about mentioning that what I like to do on TikTok actually is I don't do it as much anymore. I just don't have as much time. But I would always every night make a video that I always just titled like mental health. And basically I would just ask like, how are you guys doing? Do you need someone to talk to? Because I'm here for you no matter what it is. You can talk to me. Like, I want to check on you guys and make sure you're all okay. And people would come to me all the time, like, saying they were feeling so great. And I would just help them out. And 
it was a really great feeling just being able to help someone and knowing that it at least made their day or just cheered them up a bit. And I would really, I'd really like to see more people doing stuff like that because it can really make, you know, everyone's day a little bit better and just have an overall positive impact on just everything. I think that's a very true statement. I think it's wonderful that you do that. And you're right. Well, I do appreciate you being on my podcast. I really love being here. I'm glad you accepted.